welcome to the Rethinking Learning Podcast. I'm Barbara Bray, and this is where I have conversations on learning with inspirational educators, thought leaders, and difference makers. Well, I'm so excited today. I have someone really special. I mean, really special. This is Aiden Greif. Hi, Aiden. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Barbara. I'm so happy to meet with you today. Oh, this is so exciting. Normally, let me just tell you, I usually talk to educators, but I I saw you at the Inacol or Aurora Institute conference, and I just I was blown away. I we had to get a selfie together, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let me introduce you. I'm going to uh, just tell a little bit about you to my audience, okay? Okay. Aiden Grice is a sixth grade doing ninth grade math and is a student at Norris Academy in McWanago. Did I say that right? McWanago? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wisconsin. Did I, Oh, and I also have um, Jonah Knoll here, who's executive director of Norris Academy, where Aiden goes. Hi, Barbara. So, Jonah, thank you for being here. We're excited to talk. Now, I met Aiden and his mom, Nicole, at the at the Aurora Institute Symposium in Palm Springs, where Aiden, would, he was an amazing speaker on the student panel. And after talking to both Aiden and his mom, and then writing with, you know, going back and forth with Jonah, uh, we decided it was time for a conversation with Aiden on my pod- podcast. Welcome, Aiden. Thanks, <laughs> so, Aiden, you told us a little bit uh, when you were up on the panel, a little bit about your background, but can you just tell me where you grew up and, um, you know, what, you know, just a little bit about where you live? Because now, wh- where did you grow up? Well, I grew up um, in Milwaukee and um, I was born and raised there until about two years ago when my mom got a job at Norris and then we moved out to McGuanago. And um, that's where I have been since for two years. And I grew up in, it's in Milwaukee, it's called West Dallas. And it's, it's a city that's just, just small and, you know, yeah. I actually know that area. Would you believe that my family, my mom and my dad grew up in Milwaukee and that area? So I have like a hundred cousins there. So I have to come and visit. <laughs> Would that be okay? Yeah. <laughs> you come visit my school um, too. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll come to your school too. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. So you only been at Norris Academy for and at McWanago for two years. What was it like for you as a student when you were growing up, you know, in the other schools? Um, it was, I, I thought it was normal until I came here and I realized how big of a change it was and how the communities are way different than at a local school. So, okay, so we don't want to mention names of the schools or anything, but... You started kindergarten in in the Milwaukee area, right? Yep. What was it like to be a kindergartner there? Can you remember that far? <laughs> uh, it was fun. A kindergartner was kind of fun. Um, it was more like half a days, and um, it was a good environment and n- nice, nice people and stuff like that. So, 
you said it was different. So what was it like when you were going through elementary school that you didn't realize until you went to Norris Academy? We'll talk about Norris Academy in a minute, but what was it like when you were, you know, in first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade? Um, sitting at desk and doing your work all day through session through session and doing math in the morning and reading in the afternoon every single day for how many of her days you're at school, and it kind of got after a while boring and um, stuff like that. Wow. So did you complain about it to your pa- to your mom, and or did you just know that that's just what school was going to be like? I just thought this was going to be what happened throughout my life, and this is what I was going to have to deal with and suck it up and try to get throughout school so I can go and go, go on with my life. Wow. Well, yeah, that's kind of how it was for me, too. You know, you just only know what you know because you're in school. You probably wouldn't know any difference. So when your mom decided to go to Norris Academy and you moved, um, what did you notice different? Um, It was a lot of things different, actually, like um, how the school structure is and how the environment is way different and how I do stuff here and What's the big difference? Like, I realized there's a big difference between this school and uh, the local schools. This school is way more um, about you and not not always thinking it's the kids. And sometimes it may be the teacher. Sometimes you might like a teacher, but sometimes you may have to get rid of them for causes of these kids. Say that again. How did... <laughs> Can you change... If you didn't like a teacher, you can go to a different teacher. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Uh-oh, did we say something you shouldn't say? <laughs> I was just speaking there. Oh. That's okay. What was that? Uh, what were you trying to get at, Aiden? Like, like, huh, I was, like, student, like, students, you know, they're always, like, at a local school, they're always saying it's the kids, right? But more at Norris, it's like, it's they always they have to look at both sides of it and not always assume it's the kids. Okay, I know you did that. That was really good. You're, so the whole idea is that you really matter. The kids really matter, and the teachers are there for you. But everyone's a learner. Does that sound like what it means that even the teachers are learning now too? To and working with you on that. Yeah. Yep. Barbara, if I can interject, um, this is Jana. Um, as a as a staff here, yeah, as a staff here at Norris Academy, we really in our learner centered environment. I think when Aiden mentions, you know, that in some schools it's always we look to you, people tend to look toward the learner and what the learner is doing wrong and why aren't they improving. For us, we look at. Um, the lack of growth and, and improvement on any of our learners as our failure. What are we doing and what can we do to better support that learner? So when I heard Aiden say, um, you know, it, it sometimes is is the teacher or it's other people, um, I think that is indicative of um, when we see a learner maybe not meeting as much success, um, we wrap a team around that and we try to offer other supports that might be more helpful toward Aiden. Oh, thank you so much. That makes a lot of sense. So um, maybe, Jonah, can I just ask you real quick? Jonah, how long has Norris Academy been there? 
So Norris, um, Norris Academy is part of the Norris School District, and the district has been here for nearly 100 years. However, about five years ago, we did, um, our Board of Education um, made a commitment to transform um, the Norris School District to a learner-centered environment, and that is when Norris Academy emerged. Um, we are the smallest public school district in the state of Wisconsin, and, um, and we serve not only residents, in our school district, um, but we also have a large population of learners who are joining us through tuition payments from other districts, as well as open enrollment learners. So we've really diversified our enrollment in the last few years as we've made a shift to a more learner-centered environment. Well, um, this is really exciting because when I heard this, I actually wrote two books on personalized learning. So it's kind of fun for me to actually find schools a school that is doing this and, and really put effort into recognizing that um, it's like, like what Aiden told me. Uh, he told me he was a sixth grade student doing ninth grade work. So you're doing competency-based uh, approaches also. Is that right? Absolutely. All of our learners have a profile across four dimensions, academic, citizenship, employability, citizenship, and wellness. Um, and they do self-reflections amongst or within that. Uh, our learners then meet with a learning specialist, um, aka a teacher, and they develop personalized plans and pathways um, that are unique to their interest and needs across each of those dimensions. So when Aiden mentions he's doing ninth grade math, that means he's demonstrated evidence of competencies prior to that, and he's able to continue working on those competencies, hopefully in an environment or a context that's interesting for him. Okay, so Aiden, back to you. All right. I want to talk about when you first filled out the learner profile, how did that feel talking about you, writing about you? Um. It felt good. I, I got, you know, you always learn stuff about yourself and you you really get to know yourself and to get them to the teachers to know you. Um, at first, I thought it was a little weird, but then I got used to it and I realized what this what they were doing and how you know, I, I, the questions that they have and like what are your triggers and what what do you like doing and what do you want to do as a break and what's your favorite subject so they know all that stuff so they're so they're not trying to figure it out on their on their own. No, that's that's what a learner profile is supposed to be, and no, and you never had something like that before, right? No, no, yep. So when and you said in the other schools they had everything separated, like math and science, everything was separated. What does it look like in Norse Academy for you now? Um, I can do stuff, and we could add like um, I'm doing articles, and I read about articles, but I'm getting science competencies and math competencies together. Rather than at a local school, you have to get both of those on on separate, and not they can't add stuff together to get two of them. Okay, so how do you, you know, before you probably had grades, right? And it was like a grade in math and a grade, you know, you were given a grade. And how do they measure that you're getting better in that? So each, uh, each grade, from what I know, each grade level has their own amount of competencies and their own amount of subjects. And if you get all those competencies, basically you keep going up in your subjects. And 
rather than in a local school, you have an A. And one of the things my cousin is struggling with is she has all straight A's and her every everything she's on is all straight A's. So they're trying to get her to get above what she needs to be instead of just staying at what she's at and can't go above and beyond and go higher than her grade level. And could you talk a little bit about when you confer with your specialist and how you share evidence of your learning? Um, so I confer with my specialist mostly three times a week or more about just my pathways and how much I've grown and what I, um, do you talk about the things that you're working <laughs> on and get feedback from Stephanie or what, what do you do during those conferring sessions? Um, we, we usually talk about, um, when I'm, we make pathways and, um, make pathways as in, so I will talk, get into that a little bit later, but we, um, we talk about like how we're going to go to the next step and how we're going to take the next step forward and what we're going to do on beyond. And maybe we talk about new pathways she, she can make for me so she can have that ready and stuff like that. Okay. I, you know, that's what competency based is. There aren't too many places that are doing it like that. So what I found is that when you're collecting evidence of what you're doing, do you put it anywhere? Do you have like a portfolio or some type of website or a binder? So in our profile, um, they make, what's the profile? Your pathway to graduation. Yeah, I thought so. So on our <laughs> Google, we they make um our profiles all on Google. So they so everything we do will be linked onto our profile, so they can get to anything from our profile and all my all my um things they need to know about me. And that's where that's all the things that I do in the first few weeks of school. That's all on there, and you fill it out and about you and stuff. And then you they keep adding the the things that I'm learning and know so they everything's you can access everything from my profile. So, you know, Aiden, you were on a stage with a lot of p other students. You were the youngest, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were very articulate and I was really impressed. I'm wondering if they have that video, would that video be something you would put in your profile? That video is actually something we're working on to put in right as of right now. And we, um, I also made a resume for things I've done, and we put that in there and a few other things. I help around the school and clean the floors and stuff like that. And I, I sold eggs for a while. Then we have a chicken farm, so I did that. So all those things, we're already building a resume to put all that stuff in. So you're also putting things that are outside of school. That's very cool. Those things are part of school, but other things like my hunter safety, um, that came inside of school too. Um, the cleaning floor was a, a volunteer thing, um, that I just helped out. And, but then that, that was a, a time I could go and do that and things like that. And my eggs for, um, we have an employability. The farm fresh egg division, of course. The, we have a farm fresh egg division of Norris. 
And so we have chickens, and we take care of them. And one year, someone wanted to build a chicken coop and get chickens. So he that was his pathway. And now we have a chicken coop, and then we have chickens in there, and they lay the eggs, and then we clean them and do things to them, and then we, we put them in egg cartons and sell them to people. Oh, wow. So you're entrepreneurial, too, <laughs> and through the schools. So... I'm curious, now that you have these experiences, have you started figuring out kind of the, you know, what you'd like to do for, I mean, does Norris Academy go all the way up to high school? Yeah, they go through third grade to high school to to graduate. Twelfth grade? Wow. So, uh, you know, this would be kind of fun to look at all the different types of experiences you have. And what you're doing about cleaning the floor is service learning. They really like to see, especially colleges like to see what kind of service learning projects you do. Is there anything else you've been thinking you want to do? Um, I actually made a pathway a little while ago before I came to the Oral Institute. I was a pilot and I learned about the pilot and I did like, um, we have a VR, so like I put a, made a plane and fixed it and stuff and it teaches you all about it and you do research and like all the different planes and then actually, um, what's Scott? Employability specialist. The employability specialist. Um, he did a time for. He also helps me with my resume. Took a time and we found a pilot and he went up in the sky with me in the cockpit. And I actually, he I got he taught me all about the plane and stuff and things to look for as you're flying. Do you have a picture of that? I could maybe find one of a picture of that. Yes. Oh well, you know I put a blog post together with some of the. With the podcast, wouldn't it be fun to put some of the pictures of doing things like with the eggs and cleaning the floor and being up on that plane? I mean, do you, have you thought of being a pilot or an astronaut? Uh, a pilot, yeah, I've thought of that. Um, also, a few other things like being a police officer. I also want to play football and things like that. Do you play football now? Yeah. What position? I play running back. Ooh, you're going to be tough. Ooh, <laughs> definitely going to follow you. So when you were on the stage at the conference, you gave us advice. I think uh, um, Mr. Hammonds asked you, what kind of advice would you give teachers, like the teachers in the other school you came from? What kind of advice would you say about changing maybe how they teach? And um, Like a... Don't treat me like a robot in a, a ways of don't control me and and things like that. And I think I'll talk a little bit about the robot in, in a local school. You are the robot. They control you. You go where they want you to go and you do what they're told or there's consequences. More like at Norris, you have your controller. If you don't necessarily do what they want you expected, they can work around that instead of just sending you to the office. Your teachers can still have you in class and work around what your needs are right now. So you have a voice in your learning. You think that everyone should be their control, their own learning and their own destiny, right? Yeah. Wow. That was big. This was wonderful, Aiden. Thanks. 
thank you so much for being here with me and Jonah. And I really, Jonna, Jonna, sorry, Jonna, and really appreciate learning about Norris Academy. Yeah, it was nice having a conversation with you. Absolutely. We'd love to have you come and visit when you're in Milwaukee area, Barbara. Oh, I'll have to come up take and and definitely have to see uh, how people, how all the students, our learners, are controlling their own lives. I love the idea of following you and seeing what happens, especially when you go, because you're halfway through sixth grade now. Did you know I was a sixth grade teacher? No, I actually I did not know that. Wrong too. I learned the hard way. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with me today. This was wonderful. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks, Jonna. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Learning podcast and my conversation with Aiden Grice. Make sure you check out the complimentary blog post about Aiden and Norris Academy, along with his story, resources, and links. I hope you subscribe to my podcast so you can listen at any time from anywhere. I really welcome your review and would love it if you share out the post with the podcast. And by the way, you can also subscribe to my website, barbabray.net, to receive announcements and updates so you don't miss any of the conversations.